Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cohen II, and with me as always is... Is Sesame, this is the season to be jolly in Carta. Is that one word in the middle there, or is it... No, it's actually separate. Um, oh, okay. Separate words, which means I gotta pay for each individual word. I, I was gonna say, do they it. charge you by the letter or the word? Or... Do actually. Well, I yeah. think they charge you by the word. I don't know. And then, um, yeah. <clears throat> but either way, I had to pay extra. But which reminds me, folks, you know, donate to our Patreon and check out our T Public. Yeah, yeah. I change the name every week, and it yeah, costs it's, money. it's costing so. Matt. I mean, sorry, I almost called you Matt because you know I'm I'm dead naming you here, and um, dead naming me. Yes. Wow. Sorry there, there, Sesame. Um, Sesame, I forgot your middle name in Carta. And, um, (laughs) wow. So, you know, we're, he's, he's paying so much every week. You just gotta, you know, get some money here. I'm I'm going bankrupt here. (laughs) Make sure you share the show with your friends and check out our, our, uh, social media you know i mean we have twitter right now i don't know how much longer but um well yeah exactly <laughs> how much well, i mean happen. the twitter's not associated with the i don't know if we have one for the actual podcast but we do have a cullen park one so um the... <laughs> i think it's a good idea to just just delete the accounts because who knows what's going to happen yeah. with like spies and shit like that and <laughs> Bots and the you know and the, the whole thing's like sinking like the Titanic right now. Anyways, it's but it's, um... I love this. And like every every day when something new comes out, I just get so happy to read about it or yeah. hear about it. <laughs> oh, it's not yep. gonna be around much, Elong. Oh, <laughs> Elong. It's like the elongated man, except for he's not really being elongated. So, Sesame, I got a question for you. Yeah, sure. What's up? Yeah, Have you ever in your life thought, hey, I want to see a Christmas movie directed by a guy that used to direct Blink-182 music videos? Uh, Wait, he, he used to drink Blink? I mean, direct Dur- Blink? <laughs> yes. When? <laughs> Some of the earliest uh, Blink-182, Darren Doan, the director, co-writer, and star of this movie. 
Wait, the dude in the car? Yeah, the guy that played Christian White. No way. So he's. I didn't know. I didn't know he was a director of the movie too. I thought he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he um. He directed uh, the videos. Right? He, he directed videos for Blink One Eighty Two and Pennywise. Pennywise, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Wow. Um, um, he he did. Like uh, be- he did Blink One Eighty Two's Eminem's music video. Um, okay. I don't know that one. But, I don't know right. either. Um, <laughs> he did Damn It. Okay, I know that one. Um, yeah, Josie. Mm, nope. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's another one of their popular songs. So yeah, those yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was never huge, like a huge Blink when me either. Yeah, I mean, but I, I know those or, two songs. I know um, "Damn It" mm-hmm. the first record, and I know "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." Yeah. Uh, you know, double pun or whatever. And then, um, <clears throat> yeah, he, just the pun. Yeah, he directed those. He he directed the music video for Jason Mraz's "I'm Yours." And okay, so then, all right, that's Buck, very... Buck, Buck Cherries don't go away. Um. Kid Rock, Redneck Paradise album version music video. Um, Amazing. Yes. How many other music videos did he direct? Uh, he's did uh, um, music video like they did with Jason Mraz. He did um, <clears throat> like one eighty two and Pennywise. Um, he, he's he's directed at least like twenty, I think here. But mostly wow. just mostly just Pennywise, Blink One Eighty Two, Jason Mraz, and that Kid Rock one. Right. And, so uh, was this like before he became a Christian, or is this still during the time? I or, or do not know. Probably before. I'm just wondering, just because yeah. those are not Christian bands, and I mean maybe the maybe saying... the Kid Rock era he was, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, conservative. Yeah. But I, I was just wondering because you know it depends on. I'm not saying that just because you're a Christian that you can't, yeah, you can't like, direct secular music videos. But so according his to his of... yeah, according to his IMDB here, he directed the Kid Rock music video in twenty thirteen. That was a year before this movie came out. Yeah, okay. Um, um but he did in twenty eighteen direct a music video for Jason Morass featuring Megan Trainer, More Than Friends. Hmm. Which was after so maybe this came out. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say that was after this came out. So mm-hmm. so maybe he was just like an actor in the movie. Maybe he doesn't even. No, I looked uh, him up. Mm. <laughs> okay. All yeah, because right, I... he, he co-wrote this, by the way. Um, oh, I see. And okay. um, he also now currently has hosted previous podcasts, and he also hosts uh, another podcast, um, The Done Cast, which is like a... <laughs> yeah that's his last name it's it's like a uh ultra conservative um christian based podcast okay and then he was also a uh a guest on another episode of a podcast which i found which was the chocolate the chalk chocolate knox um something i don't know podcast but chocolate knox is the the uh stage name or whatever of the guy who played deandre which is one of the I hated that character so much. Yes, um, um, we'll, we'll we'll get into that. But anyways, we'll I just I just whole, uh, I just had to point out the fact that this guy used to direct Blink One Eighty Two music. That's videos. hilarious, though. Yeah, it's it, mm-hmm. plus two. Like you know, the dude from from Blink One Eighty Two is like obsessed with UFOs and stuff now. Yeah. You know, which is like part of the conspiracy theory sort of milieu or whatever. Um, 
But the, the thing is, by the way, we are covering Saving Christmas, which is uh, Kirk, also known as Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Um, that's the, yes. that's the fault. <laughs> yeah. Of course. He's got, he's saving mm-hmm. Christmas. Kirk yes. Cameron is saving Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, just, it was, uh, this was a film, like I said, directed by Darren Doan, who also starred in it. And he co-wrote it with um, Cheston Hervey. Cheston. Okay. I've never heard that first name before in my life. Yeah, that's a new one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I, I kind of like it, actually. Um, yeah, I do, too. It's it, it's it's like might, combining Charlton and Heston together, and you got Cheston. Might, you know, yeah, <laughs> Charlton and Heston. Well, I think yeah, I they're in a complex of this movie, but uh, yeah. not, not appropriate. But uh, yeah, I might name my first son, if I have a son, um, Cheston, and then if my son, you know, becomes transgender or whatever, I'll change the name, whatever, then, you yeah. know, but... So, like, Justin and um, Carta? Don't, don't want to get woke here, you know, God yeah. forbid that you that you might actually consider the fact that your child might be transgender mm-hmm. in the future or whatever, but you're not allowed to say that. You've got it's too woke. You've got to be gruff and tough and, you know, man up. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, this, uh, this, this is an award-winning film. Uh, really? Um, yes. It won... It was nominated for one, two, three, four, five, six Golden Raspberry Awards and won oh, four okay. of them. Okay. Yeah, it, it won Worst Picture, Worst Actor for Kirk Cameron. Um, really? I don't think he was that bad of an yeah, actor. Right, in but yeah, um, he, he won. Um, worst Director was nomination. Also, Worst Supporting Actress, which was Bridget, was nominated. That's uh, Kirk's sister. Yeah, she um, didn't really have... Yeah, um, worst, it, it did win Worst Screenplay by Darren Doan and Chustin Harvey, and Worst um, Screen Combo, Kirk Cameron and His Ego. Yeah, the thing is, I didn't really think the screenplay was actually that bad as far as um, <coughs> the... I mean, the content was stupid, obviously, but I mean, like... Um, <clears throat> I don't know, like, the, their conversation, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but the conversation in their car, you know, sounded somewhat natural to me. Well, I, I mean, think a guy... lot of it was improvised. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, it seemed like it to me. Um, how much would you guess that this film cost to make? Uh, I don't know. See, <clears throat> just, just, just by aesthetics. Okay, I'm just going by aesthetic. Mm. The cinematography looked pretty decent, um, mm. you know, as far as like the actual film itself, uh, how it looked. Like um, audio was pretty good, um, you know, like when they had like um, scenes like looking into like the past or whatever. That looked pretty decent. So I'm thinking on cinematography alone, I'm thinking like maybe couple hundred thousand uh yeah, yeah just it, it, it cost a half a million dollars to make this movie so the whole movie cost so okay. I, i'm gonna disagree with you on the cinematography um just okay. you know you know with all due respect um there are a lot of things with the amount of money that they had could have looked a lot better um it just looked clean it, to me it, 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 it was clean but i mean it, it was a good digital camera they had a good camera okay but the actual movement of the camera and the lighting at times 
was very lacking. But the thing right. is, is when you have a good digital camera, a lot of that can be made up for by that fact. But it 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 had that. It's it's definitely digital video look to it. It doesn't look cinematic. It right. uh, it also has uh there there's a lot of times where there's a lot of um shots that were very handheld. Um, a lot of the shots were out of focus when they shouldn't have been. There's uh, things where they could have used a uh, a dolly or a gimbal for that they could have afforded with five hundred thousand um, dollars. Right, they got that huge. I guess I'm I was yeah. basing it more on the <clears throat> and the like them just sitting in the car, which obviously is not that hard. To... Yeah, that that yeah. Honestly, that that's those scenes in that car just based on the way that they shot it and the way that it looked, you know, if, 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 if you put the camera cost into that, you know, like the, the amount of money for the cameras and the lights and stuff, I could shoot something that looked better for that. Um, if you gave me the money for, I don't know, give, give me like, uh, probably about a thousand bucks. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of understand <laughs> yeah. the thing about like mm-hmm. how it looked like in the actual house party itself of how mm-hmm. some of the, some of it did look a little bit choppy now that I kind of think about it. And there and, are even um, there are even scenes where you can see the other camera that they were using. Oh really? I wasn't paying I didn't know. Yeah, that. And, 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 and as far as editing goes, the editing is horrible. Um Yeah. There there's uh, there, there's actually literally one scene I can't remember when it is, but where Kirk is in the car and then they cut back into the house and he's in the house. Oh my! God. In the background, you you they 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 used a, a horrible they used the wrong wow. shot. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't notice that. That's yeah. hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, you know, it's Kirk Cameron. So yeah, for for him, the content of the movie was more much more important than the actual movie itself, which so, is basically one long sermon. But uh, so I know we kind of went over it. But what's your initial thoughts here? Uh, I hated it, um, but for not the reasons. Huh that normally someone might hate a movie for. So, like, again, like, I thought them in the car looked kind of decent. Mm-hmm. Um, their conversation, you know, sounded kind of like a, a like an actual authentic conversation. Because, like, I've had conversations with, with like, conservative Christians who, like, try to, like, yeah. convert me, like, at the park or whatever. And, like, they say the same kind of, like, talking points that, like, you know, Kirk Cameron, you know, is saying not all of them, but similar. And, um, and I would kind of be the other guy. Like I wouldn't, I didn't act like as goofy as this guy was acting, but I would be like, all right, well, you know, show me where Santa Claus is in the Bible or show me where, you know, the Christmas tree is and all this kind of stuff. So like, I've actually had like similar conversations, um, you know, to, to what they were saying, I think we all have. Course, yeah. I wasn't saying it. I wasn't saying it to bash Christmas. I was just no. saying, like, hey, you know, you you yourself practice traditions that don't actually really originate in the Bible. So it's like you don't really have a leg to stand on by you know talking about other people, you know, kind of thing. Um, but I I hated it because it. Okay, so like it kind of reminded me of this is a weird example. It kind of reminded me of like a religious version of Freddy Got Fingered, and I actually like Freddy Got Fingered. I know it's it's like not popular to like that. Yeah, movie. it's like stupid. Mm-hmm. But like Freddy Got Fingered is just like basically just like 
random scenes that don't really have anything to do with each other, and then that's the whole movie. This felt kind of like that, where it was just like scenes <clears throat> that been in different movies just all put into one movie mm-hmm. is what it felt like to me. And it was like there was no like continuity or anything like that to it. It was just like random stuff that was just like them trying to fill the time. By the way, the movie's only 79 minutes long and nine of those minutes are outtakes. And the first eight minutes are Kirk Cameron's monologue in the beginning of the movie, plus the intro. And then the, and the, the three opening credits. The three opening credits, yes, and mm-hmm. which is kind of excessive. But uh, And then the bulk of the movie is actually just them two talking in the car. And then there's like like historical scene or, or well, ahistorical scenes, really. But whatever, yeah. from what they consider to be historical Christian scenes like you know from the past while he's telling you know or while he's delivering this sermon in the car so like really the bulk of the movie is really just Kirk Cameron just preaching to this guy and that's the whole movie and then there's weird little things like interspersed throughout the movie so yeah. that's why I hated it is that mm-hmm. it was just it didn't feel like a movie it just felt like random scenes thrown together and put a ribbon on it metaphorically and um and there you go See, I, I, I found not one single redeeming quality in this film. And um, <laughs> I will I will honestly say this is definitely one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's just disregarding all of the historical and religious, uh, I don't know, uh, fantasy that Kirk Cameron came up with in his head. <laughs> Well, he didn't come up with it. He learned this from his mentor who brainwashed him to all, for oh, yeah. all this. Um, yeah. I forgot his name, but he was like a big mm-hmm. Hollywood guy that would try to convert um, actors to his weird... Is this who converted him back when he was 17? or uh, I think. Is that how old he was when he converted? Yeah, back when he was, when he was on... Uh, when it was during his like <laughs> second or third season of Growing Pains. Yeah, he kind of... I forgot his name, but his whole thing is that he he's kind of like the Christian version of like Scientology. Like he tries to convert actors to like or famous people to, you know, evangelical Christianity in order to like, you know, make it popular. Kind of, you know, like oh, John Travolta is a Scientologist or Tom Cruise is a Scientologist. You know, that kind of thing. Just a Christian version of that. You know. Um, Then again, Kirk Cameron. Was he really? I mean, like, I was kind of a little kid when Growing Pains was on. So, was he really deemed like that famous at that time, or was he just oh, yeah. kind of like he was okay? He uh, was like, I mean, I I'd call him like I'm trying to think of like a I I don't know if he's like the Timothy Chalamet of his time, but he's kind of like a uh, I don't know maybe like you know when Zac Efron was hot with uh with High School Musical and stuff like that. Yeah, and on every you know. Because back then it was magazines. Like at the time, like Kirk Cameron was, you know, like on the cover of, you know, all the teen, teeny bopper magazines and stuff, you know, like, okay, like Tiger Beat and all that stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, he was cute. He, he was probably like, he was the, the it guy. And back then there was like a pretty much of a distinction between television and movie actors, but still he, he even crossed over. I mean, he had done some movies and stuff like, uh, one of them I actually really like is uh is uh like father like son. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, yeah. That that one, yeah, that, that was pretty with, cool. Uh, um, Dudley Moore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I do remember that one. That was that was neat. Um, yeah. But yeah, he 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 was you know he he was the the it thing and basically honestly <laughs> not to you know say anything bad about somebody becoming Christian, but when he became Christian, it killed his career. Well, it's because it's it's because of his remember... choices, like to not do certain things and everything. But he also, you know, it's like he he got a woman fired from his show because he because uh, from the show because he was going to refuse to do the show if she stayed on the show because she had done Playboy in the past. Oh, really? See, I remember reading <clears throat> that there was a a scene where he was supposed to kiss someone and he didn't want to do that because oh, yeah, that too. Was... It was the same actress. Oh, it was okay. yeah. He uh, ended up getting her fired from the show. Oh, Jim, that's, Julie that's, McCullough. Uh, yeah, he um, yeah, and then that then he basically you know his he fell for his now wife and brought her in as his girlfriend on the show. Now after that, gotcha. Okay, um, yeah. And so, like on a related note, is that <laughs> article you sent me about the other Cameron? Is that like his sister? Oh yeah, she looked. Like, yeah. Um, okay. yeah, yeah, Candace Cameron. Right. Candace Cameron Bure is his younger sister. Who so then he do, probably she, she used to be on. Then. She was on Full House and everything. Yeah. Right, right, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he probably converted her then to mm-hmm. evangelical Christianity. So they're both terrible people now. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, sorry, you don't mean to be rude, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, well, they're, they're, there's a thing. I mean, they're both entitled to their own opinions and stuff. It's just sure, the problem sure. where people think that. Where, where, like right now, for example, the the issue that's going on with with Candace is how she said that she moved away from Hallmark Network to this GAC, GAC or whatever um, network to do her Christmas movies that she does because she wants to do things that are more about uh, uh what was it the um like traditional traditional versus... family values and, and we she, know what that and, all and, means. and 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 she and she uh. And it was something that she, the way she like basically emphasized it and everything that made it bad. I mean, no, no problem with her believing that. That's whatever she believes. That's fine. And her, yeah. if she wants to leave Hallmark and go do that, that's fine too. But she's got to realize there's going to be some kind of backlash, um, especially when like you know they're they're doing a uh, the first uh, gay Hallmark movie. Like I mean, they've had gay characters in there, but this is the first like gay love story this year. It's right after she leaves, you know, and stuff like that. And she's right, you know, and, she, and she's been very outspoken, which which I find really weird because she acted on Fuller House for years with a gay man. So, yeah, because well, one, one, one of the him. actors on that show, you know, I mean, it's just I don't know. Well, maybe but, she made enough money from that, you know, because, you know, conservative Christians or maybe she was uh, fine working with him because he had played Jesus in a miniseries. So <laughs> it was OK. Well, that might even be worse, though. You yeah. Know. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, from there, well, how they think. Uh, <coughs> but, you know, again, like conservative Christians are known to compromise their values when it's expedient to do so because they don't really oh, yeah. have any morals. But anyway, uh, that's a whole other thing. But, um, but yeah, like, like, but this isn't about her because she's not in the movie. Her sister is. No, though. she's not. But, she's um, not. yeah. <laughs> her sister Bridget is, though. Um, yeah. Oh, that's her sister. I mean, they're both. Yeah, other... that's both their sister. Yeah, that's All right. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're we're like trying really hard to not talk about the movie. Because yeah. So, 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 so let's 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 jump in here. Um, what? 
I mean, not a lot happens, but what, what happens here? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Not a lot happens. So, uh, you know, again, we begin with like the three different credit, uh, beginning credits, mm-hmm. uh, with like the multiple companies that funded this, this great film. Um, and Liberty University, of course, funded a lot of it. And then, um, which is mm-hmm. Jerry yeah. Falwell's, you know, school that he created way back in the eighties or whatever. And then his son's now the leader of or was well, he, and he then was, um, he's, he's gone he, yeah watch watch, gone watch now, the documentary yeah. god forbid on hulu um i will yeah, free advertisement me. free advertisement yeah, right there go ahead um, <laughs> yeah i will watch it yeah. sometime but uh so kirk came and goes he starts the movie with like a monologue basically talk about how much he loves christmas and he loves everything about it he loves the trees the 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 presents the you know the lights the chocolate whatever and then he he yeah. goes into your, your oh, oh yeah, but by the way, the hot chocolate, mm-hmm. the 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 mug was empty. Oh, it was oh, wow. it, it's obviously empty. There's no way he's drinking any hot chocolate. And they, and, and then he says, "Are they going to tell us that it was made by pagans?" And actually, it was made by Aztecs. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. So yeah, he goes. I didn't realize that. Why would he? Whatever, fine. Maybe he maybe he would make him cough if he was drinking. I, I don't. A lot of times in movies, people are drink out of. I'm, I'm, I'm even even big budget movies and TV shows. They the the cups are empty because it's just easier to deal with. But okay, gotcha. But but uh, but but it's all about how you act and actually hold the mug to make it seem like there's something in it. But he, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't he wasn't no, doing that. Wow. No. <laughs> so so he goes on this thing and then he goes. And then predictably he goes into the, you know, the the sort of evangelical conservative <clears throat> talking points about how he's like, on, on the one side, we got people, <clears throat> you know, saying that, like, it's fine if you celebrate Christmas private, you know, you, you just you take that stuff and you, you know, you put it into the confines, you know, of your homes and just don't. You know, just don't spread it, you know, outward, you know, don't, don't, don't make everyone see it, which again, I've never heard any non-Christian ever say in my entire life that, that Christians should only celebrate Christmas in the confines of their home, at least in this country, mm-hmm. obviously in yeah. other countries like Saudi Arabia, where, you know, you know, Islam is like the only religion that's yeah. allowed to be pred- public. Okay. I get that. But like in America, really, mm-hmm. uh, like. I'm sorry, Christmas is now a two-month affair. It used to be a one-day affair. Then it became a one-week affair. Then it was a one-month affair. Now it's a two-month affair. I mean, the, pretty the, soon it's, it's like the, right after Halloween, they start playing Christmas music on, yeah, on the radio. So, so yeah, so I don't know what where he's getting this information for, as obviously disinformation and, and a persecution complex that he's got where, you know, you know, like he's thinking like, you know, there's people out there trying to, stop christians from you mean, you mean this movie has disinformation in it oh there's tons of I actually, that's, <laughs> all, that's why i printed out so many screenshots i mean i got a whole thing yeah and i wrote some notes the, the whole movie it's i mean almost everything that yeah. said in this movie is completely false historically but anyway mm-hmm. uh well actually the the and ironically the stuff that the guy christian is saying is actually historically true but then kurt cameron quote contradicts him with false historical information but anyway yeah i'm getting ahead of my so then he he goes into his whole thing where he's like yeah you know they don't want us to celebrate christmas you know in public and they want us to be politically correct or whatever which no one actually does ever like like saying happy holidays doesn't mean that like christmas is 
canceled. Like, and again, too, if you don't want to say Happy Holidays, you can say Merry Christmas. It just logically doesn't it's, really make any sense to say Merry Christmas to someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas. It's it's like, it's, it's funny how the the some of the same people who say that we shouldn't say Black Lives Matter and we should say All Lives Matter right. have a problem with saying Happy Holidays because it covers that, numerous holidays. It just doesn't make any sense. There's an overlap. Yes, yeah. there is. So, mm-hmm. like, like my analogy was again, like, you know, that's like a, a Muslim. You know, wishing a Buddhist, you know, a happy Ramadan. Technically, you could say it. It just, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't celebrate Ramadan, but thanks, yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. for the greeting. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, go ahead, say it. it just, I mean, the chances I mean, that you're going to offend somebody or make them protest outside of your Starbucks or something isn't going to happen. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> what the fuck. That's the thing, though, is that they, they desperately want that so bad. They want to be persecuted. Yeah. I wrote that in my notes. They, not, not all Christians, but a, a very big bulk of evangelical Christians, they they like pray for persecution every day because like they want to be martyrs. They want to be like in the story of like the early Christian martyrs. Like we're just like them. Like they they wouldn't let us celebrate Christmas and they persecuted us and they they made us practice within the confines of our homes and then they wouldn't even let us do that. And like literally nobody cares. Nobody. Like even atheists don't give a shit. They're like, okay, practice Christmas, whatever. Like, but in their minds, there's like this monster <clears throat> out there who's like taking uprooting Christmas trees and like throwing them into bonfires. And it's like, you Christians never are allowed to practice Christmas ever again. They're like, well, we got Christ on our side, and we're not gonna, we're not gonna give in. And it's like, you guys, like, it reminds me of that Jordan Peterson meme where like he's setting up like all these monsters and then like, he's like crawling on the floor in the fetal position. Yeah. And it's like literally stuff of his own creation that he's like, anyway, <clears throat> so he goes on, he, and, and then he's like, but what's interesting about this movie is that there was a limited, um, allotment of, uh, unorthodox interpretation <clears throat> of Christmas that I was surprised that Liberty university would actually, sign off on because of yeah. how conservative they are. Um, so, like, he's like, and, and the other camp is actually coming from within our side, like, with, from within, who's saying that, like, we shouldn't celebrate, you know, Christmas at all because it comes from all these pagan traditions. And, like, both sides are wrong. So he's trying to do, like, the sort of synthesis yeah. of, like, you know, which, again, is a cop-out because it's, like, you're trying to have – I wrote – what did I wrote down – yeah, Liberty University and Cameron want to have their Christmas turkey and eat it too. Oh, that's so clever. Um, but well, well, it's like it's like um, when the movie came out, probably just as many Christian review websites blasted this movie for being horrible. It's terrible. <laughs> as as uh, as like you know, you know, non-Christian or or just you know, or, or I don't know, traditional like. Uh, you know, movie review websites, you know, it's just, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, there's like a unifying force here. Yeah. About terrible. I mean, Christians, so Christians lot. and atheists hated this movie just equally, you know, it's like, well, that, there you go. So yeah. they, 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 they united. Yeah. They brought them um, together. Um, they brought them together to, and that was just the okay. monologue of him going on that and the actual movie itself. Yeah. You want, you want to go into what's going on in the actual, okay. So, the so actual we, movie, Okay, so so after our first like random framing sequence there at the beginning with him <laughs> sitting by a fireplace not drinking hot chocolate that he claims is in his <laughs> mug, so he's first lie right there. Um, 
<laughs> but uh the uh he uh we, we we go to we to the main there our main narrative okay is is we're at a we're at a Christmas party at I think um his sister's house yeah. um <laughs> um so so Cameron's attending this uh Kurt Cameron's attending this uh party um and he notices his brother in law who is named Christian White wow not just Christian <laughs> his name is Christian White. I Whoa. just, <laughs> oh, you can do with that what you will. Um, That's their demographic right there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're just open about it. Yeah, because um, so so he he's kind of like you know being like the a little you know stick in the mud at the party. You know he's over not celebrating with the other guests, and um, so first off. Before all this happens, we do have this random our our black comic relief, mm-hmm. um, played by David Shannon, who goes by uh, what was it, uh, Chocolate Knox, in um, on on his podcast, Chalk okay. Knox or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, he uh, plays a character named DeAndre. Who is over the top stereotypical African American? I'm not trying like to way. Yeah, way it, it's over, like, like I mean, not trying to downplay it. I don't know if that's how the guy actually acts. I only watched a few minutes of one of his podcasts to see if he did, and he didn't really seem like that. In that, like, he was doing this over the top character for the for the movie. So, um, right. anyways, he comes over, talks to talks to our protagonist here uh um christian and um he uh he starts going on this like random obviously just you know improvised uh speech about how they're taking away the the fun shirt fridays at work or something and how it's like a conspiracy theory and then um you know and 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 one point like he's talking and i don't think he meant for this to sound like this but he's saying he raises his fist and he's like straight power i don't think he meant it like straight like (laughs) did he say that i didn't know that yeah there's Um, one line like he's just like he's going off i I noticed he's just like he's like just going yeah and it's like i think he just meant like like straight power not like straight people power but like i don't know it might have been a subliminal thing yeah i don't know but it was in there and i'm just like okay you know in the people who who wrote this yeah it's just Um, random but he's going off on this little conspiracy and even the even the movie gets bored with him talking right and 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 the audio cuts out and we just start hearing like music over it and christian's just like staring at him yeah like, like like mm-hmm. not even really taking it in, yeah. And I think at one point he said that this is, uh, you know, that like I'm not allowed to say Merry Christmas anymore, which again is part of what I mentioned earlier. And then, yeah. um, and there, you know, my people have had enough taken away from them, so I don't know if he meant black people or Christians or both, I don't know. And then, uh, um, yeah, because it's hard to tell with this movie of what anyone means, but um, he probably didn't even know what he was talking about. I don't think so either. I think this was <laughs> like a Maybe he got like fifty bucks to be in this movie. I don't know, but like, yeah. and I mean, I don't know. I'm not. Maybe he got paid more, but I doubt it was. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that most of the money for this movie went 
somewhere that we don't know. It's like yeah, like some know, shell corporation, Christian yeah. mafia or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The um that, that, our next research project is to figure out where the money went to this, from this movie for the proceeds, which I don't imagine. I don't think uh, it, 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 it. The box office for this movie was two point eight million. Come on, it was all Christians that saw it. Yeah, so it, it made uh, its money back. So it, it made wow, a profit. That's, that's yeah. ridiculous. Oh my god, that is that's fucking. Ridiculous. It made it made like four, uh, almost five times as much money. So it's just... wait, this actually came out in theaters. Yeah. No, this yes. wasn't like a straight to DVD movie. No, this this was released oh. into theaters. Oh my god! So that yeah, it, it, it debuted. Um, according to Wikipedia, it debuted on 410 screens on November 14th of 2014. Oh my god! That yeah, on, on its first on on its first weekend, the film came in 15th place with ticket sales of 992,000 uh, dollars and, and 87 dollars. Sorry. Um, with a per screen average of two thousand four hundred and twenty, in the six oh in this in its six week run, it made up that uh, two point eight million. It was all evangelical Christians, I yeah. guarantee you, um, who saw who like basically mm-hmm. pulled in their resources to make sure this movie made a profit. Um, yeah. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, we <clears throat> so so we've got DeAndre going on his little spiel, and then eventually. Um, you know, Kirk's like curious where Christian is and, you know, he's over moping. So, um, Christian ends up going outside and sits in his car, you know, I'm just glad it wasn't in a garage and he like, you know, was gonna kill himself with carbon monoxide or anything. <laughs> but, um, anyway, so the, uh, <laughs> that would have made the movie into a different turn altogether. <laughs> it would have actually gave the movie some gravitas. That's all I'm saying. Wow! <laughs> if, if, if 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 Kirk was actually going out there and saved Christian's life, I might have actually cared more like, about this. That's movie. like the stakes of the film. Like we <laughs> got to make sure he lives through this. <laughs> that he has like some dream state of Christmas being good or something. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> wow. See, it's already a better movie. Um, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so um. So we we basically we we've got um, Christian is you know he's upset about the whole commercialization of of uh, and consumerism of uh, Christmas, um, which which he starts out with this little spiel where he talks about how you know oh there's like you know this little girl at the store who was crying because she couldn't get what she wanted and I'm thinking about all the you know all the riches I have and how you know maybe we should just not give gifts to people and we should uh, you know you know, build ditches, uh, for water, you know, or, or wells for water for people and, you know, and, uh, and donate money to shelters and all this other stuff, you know, whatever he said. And, um, then I thought, you know, yeah, this guy's making sense. I mean, I agree, you know, don't, you yeah. know, you know, if you have the money, you know, go ahead and donate it to charity and help out people and stuff. And I'm, I'm all good with that, you know? Um, but then Kirk Cameron tells him he's all wrong. Right. Like, wait. Oh, okay. Like, so he's wrong to want to help, you know, villages get water and people not die from starvation and stuff. No, like, I think he was just saying that like, you could do both is what he was trying to. Yeah, but the way he says it is like, you know, nope, you're wrong. But, like, <laughs> and that was such an awkward thing where he's like, 
That was such an awkward exchange, too, because he's like, he's like, yeah, it's all wrong. The guy's like, yeah, exactly. It's all wrong. He gives him a fist bump. He's like, no, you, you're you're all wrong. And he's like, wait, what? He's like, but what you what you just said, it's wrong. He's like, but I said a lot. He's like, yeah, I know. It's been, and it was all wrong. wrong. And <laughs> that, like, that's where that's oh. where it bothers me is the fact that he says it's all wrong. You know, yeah, even, like, even the wanting to, you know, build wells and stuff, you know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is like obviously the like the most mm-hmm. Christian thing you can be is like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. feed the hungry and build water wells and yeah, you know, or you know, dig wells or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, and you know, and Kirk Cameron's like, no, no, that's all wrong. Presents and Santa Claus is what Christians all about. It's like, what? It's like, like basically, about? that's what the movie tells you later. I mean, yeah, but then he works it around to make yeah, it in, in, like in, into his, you know. In, 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 into his stories that are as fake as the hot chocolate, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and probably the fire. No, the fire looked real. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. So we have um. So so we've got um. You know. Him starting out with his first flashback story to to uh christian history like through the bible or other things he he starts out this um you know um so so oh, the other thing that bothers me is the use of the word pagan yeah because it's just people that aren't christian that's what it is like anyone you know, yeah all these, it's like well no, not necessarily. Pagan actually has like a specific meaning. Um, yeah, but, but that's like, the way the way they're implying it is like it's just so. <laughs> well, <clears throat> the way they're implying it is that pagan equals bad. Yeah, and 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 the way that Kirk Cameron. Anyway, go ahead. What you're talking yeah. about his first. Oh yeah, story. So, so his first thing he's talking about the how. Uh, we, first, they talk about this uh, snow globe that they have that um, is the only representation of Jesus, like in the in the room where it's got the nativity scene inside of it. And so, so we talk about the nativity scene, and um, um, he he recites the story of the nativity, um, and then we cut. Okay, so so first off, we we. <laughs> We kind of go into this thing where he talks about how there's a, like he says, take away the, uh, take away the, um, take away Joseph from the nativity scene. Take Mm -hmm. away Mary. Now even take away baby Jesus. What do we have? You know, and he talks about the, 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 the the swaddling cloth and how he's basically implying later that the swaddling cloth is the same cloth that that uh wiped down Jesus you know when he died because he was still as tall as a baby at that time uh-huh. I guess that's how it happens <laughs> you he was like that. a one yeah. foot tall uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> prophet yeah, they, they, they shouldn't have had uh, Jim Caviezel play him in the Passion of the Christ it should have been you know like Vern Troyer or something um but uh the um <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Wow. So, um, <laughs> we've got, um, the, uh, so, so basically he talks about the, the three wise men and how they brought frankincense and myrrh. Doesn't mention the gold at all. Um, right. And says that they, they, that, you know, they used to treat dead bodies in a form of primitive embalming with these things, which is completely historically inaccurate. 
Yeah, I didn't even look that part up. I was like, really? Are those funeral spices? I don't know. No, they're uh, not. They were just actually the most expensive spices of the time. That's so why they were given to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, evangelicalized. Um, yeah. Eh. Um, so, yeah, that, that was all made up. But we, we cut during some point in this, I can't remember exactly when, to um, our friend DeAndre and um, uh, and yeah. this other character played by uh, Ralphie Henley, who is just credited as, as conspiracy theorist. <laughs> okay. And so, so they're sitting down on this couch. This has nothing to do with the rest of the movie, by the way. No, um, it's just random. Yeah, um, and and they talk about how they got to hide their mouths for the conspiracy theories because I guess people can't hear if you put your mugs in front of your mouth, or and apparently or, the house is being bugged by yeah. like the feds or something. Like, yeah, he. It's like okay, or or bear with me here. I think I know why they put them in front of their mouths. Well, I know why, but go ahead. Because they couldn't memorize their dialogue, and they just had to dub it in later. Yeah, because yeah. it sounded louder than everything else. Yes, and it was. Yeah, no, I heard that. I was like, "This is obviously dubbed." Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it it was, but so, so they're hiding their, you know, their mouths and talking about chemtrails and um, and the war on Christmas and what other yeah. like random the moon landing and all these other conspiracy the theories. World, he mentioned the new world order, and uh, Area Fifty One, and how it's actually area. There's Area Fifty Two. You got to worry about because that's where they put all the Christmas decorations or something. And, yeah. And he said, heard it on Fox News. So, like, what I was trying to figure out was, were they making fun of people who believe this? Or were they, like, actually endorsing these ideas? That's where that I, 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 I think this was supposed to be some kind of comic relief scene where they were making fun of crazy conspiracy theories. But but they believe in some of these conspiracy exactly. Theories, so that's where it got so confusing. But I don't know out. if they. No, the thing is, is maybe Kirk doesn't believe in these conspiracies, but other ones. Uh, so it's like, I yeah, maybe he doesn't believe like mm, the New World mm. Order stuff, but he definitely believes in the War on Christmas uh, conspiracy yeah. theory. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, we get the end of that scene later in the uh, in the credits. Where they say what we got to do now is then um, you know have Kirk Cameron save the day and then they do a freestyle rap about it. Oh, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll get to that. And I, <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't tell. And again, I'm not not trying to like disparage the actor who played DeAndre, but like I couldn't tell if he was like agreeing with the guy or if he just felt like really uncomfortable because like at first it sounded like he was like, oh shit, like I'm in a conversation with the conspiracy it, 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 but it's... then. Yeah, it, it seemed like when, when when you know, like, oh, I, I kind of believe in this sort of conspiracy, but, oh, no, there's this other guy that's just, like, way off the deep end. But I couldn't tell, but yeah. it seemed like he switched between a green and be like, whoa, like... Yeah. And it was just, again, maybe bad acting, or, I mean, not not to disparage him, but I don't know. And then, um... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it, 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 like I said, it did seem like one of those conversations, like, like say, say you start out a conversation and somebody's like... Even if it's something innocuous, like, oh, you know, I really like, um, you know, Foo Fighters. And then they start to go into, like, this long diatribe about the Foo Fighters, and you're just kind of stuck in this conversation where it's just like, yeah, I, I kind of like that one Foo Fighters song, and that's all I really like, but I'm kind of just stuck here, you know? Right. That yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, But uh, where somebody's, like, really into it, and that's what the – the um conspiracy theorists played by Ralphie, you know, was saying, yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, they, they got that, and then we cut back to, uh, you know, Christian and Kirk in the car. That's what the name of the movie should have been. Christian um, and Kirk in the car. Yeah. <laughs> it could, that could be, like, the Christian rock band, too. Yeah. Or, or and also, too, I wanted to make a point really quick. I just remembered... In one of the one of the opening credits out of the three, um, yeah, was that they were playing like this like ska version of um, what what song was it? Um, uh, o come was O Banyo or what is it called? O come O come um, all ye faithful. It was that was that the one? That I don't was, know. Like, a, it might have been. But like that's the thing too. I noticed that like Christian conservatives are really good at is like appropriating. <clears throat> like various styles of music and stuff and then like you know imposing their own like religious stuff to it and uh so like the song was actually pretty cool so i was like oh this might actually be a good movie and then no and then it turned out and it wasn't mm-hmm. and then, uh, <clears throat> it kind of tricked me a little bit but uh yeah they do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but that might be a conspiracy theory. I don't know. Well, that could be, yeah. But no, I, I mean, I mean, you can't tell right now. But I'm holding a mug above my face, so you can. Why I'm saying but, that, so it's okay I can to hear say. You though, so. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear you. So well, I put the microphone behind the mug, so it's like. Oh you know, okay. yeah. <laughs> so that means that means that you're safe. But, uh... Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody can hear it except for the you know people listening to our podcast. Um. The empty mug. Oh, by the way, too, that also reminded me. So there actually was one scene where Kirk Cameron actually was giving real hot chocolate to the kids, and it was like, why couldn't you just drink real hot? Or maybe he doesn't like hot chocolate. I don't know. And then uh, I think those scenes were shot on different days too. So probably were. <laughs> I don't know. And he's like, yeah. I'm I'm the hot chocolate guy, or I don't know. He probably didn't say that, but like, and he's <laughs> like, I don't know. And it was just weird. And um. They should then, have made DeAndre because his name in real life is Chocolate Knox. Um, that would have been actually, yeah, that would have been a lot better. But anyway, um, yeah. so yeah, the story. What, what were you going on? But you're saying about the story. Okay, so, um, so so we go back to the car, and um, so they uh, okay, we, we we've got this this whole thing, and he basically starts to talk about the. Uh, Christmas trees is the next thing that uh, Christian is asking him about. Like, what mm-hmm. what do they have to do with anything? Those are all, you know, pagan things and blah, blah, blah. And they're not biblical in origin. And then Kirk tells him a story that the Christmas trees were God's idea since God created trees. And he also says that each tree represents a Christian cross. <laughs> he He encourages us, the viewer... To look at it this way, where every time they see a Christmas tree, that, you know, he, he talks about how Adam, <laughs> that when, when, when God created Earth, he, you know, Earth, which is his house, he put trees in it with fruit on it. Yeah. Like the yeah. ornaments on a Christmas tree. Yeah. And that when Adam ate from the tree, that when you, quote unquote, steal something, you have to put it back. That's not the definition of stealing. That's borrowing. Um, 
Yeah, you you get punished if you steal something. Yeah, but um, if, if if you put it back, you're not stealing. You're borrowing. Like, if I yeah. if, if I take my neighbor's lawnmower and bring it back to his garage, maybe I stole it for a couple hours. Well, technically, but, it is stealing but, but, if you didn't get punished. But, 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 yeah, you are. But when you return it, it, is it still theft? But also... The thing is, is most people, when they steal something, like, you know, when you rob a bank, you don't, you don't, you don't have to return it. But he says you have to. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, their, their yeah. quote is that, you know, when you steal something, you have to return it, which. I It's, 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 it's a weird story. Yeah. He's trying. And, and, and he's doing Christian historical revisionism. Here's what he's, he's doing. He's doing it really uh, well. I mean, I'll give him that. But he's, he's, uh. He says that, you know, he took that fruit, and so the fruit is now inside of him. Mm-hmm. So it's now part of him. But he yeah. has to give it back to the tree. So mm-hmm. with Jesus being the last Adam, mm-hmm. he gave the fruit back to the tree by putting himself on the tree, which was the cross. Yes. And so that's that... why we have Christmas trees. <clears throat> yeah, and I I even wrote... Yeah, exactly. That's like such a bizarre, and that's why I meant too about Liberty University signing off on very unorthodox interpretation yeah. of the I've Bible. I've never that heard that. Is, that's no, yeah, no, but I don't think any. I mean, I I don't follow, you know, a lot of preachers or whatever, but I I'm willing to bet some amount of money that that's very unorthodox interpretation of yeah, like how how to work in. Because again, it's one of these things, and I noticed this with a lot of fundamentalist religious people—not not just Christians, but anyone—where yeah. they they always have to justify everything they do, even if it's like secular, by saying, "Well, actually, no, it actually comes from our religion, and that, that that's what allows us to do it." Even if you have, to, and what I wrote too is, um, they have to pull a Christian hamstring. By I'm like I'm I'm off all the full of the dad jokes here but um i said instead of simply acknowledging that a lot of their christmas traditions originated from norwegian and germanic paganism they have to pull a christian hamstring by stretching their interpretation to make it sound like it all all of it came from the bible and it was just a coincidence that pagans had those same traditions which Which, which, again that would be the coincidence of all coincidences right there like but but which is really weird because like he talks about this like there, there's no there's there's nothing wrong with 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 admitting the fact that some of these traditions were carried over from one group and then be, you know gathered new meaning when they became Christian. There's nothing wrong with that, and he but even said it and, and, and but he <laughs> even says in the movie that we need to we need to start telling new stories to our children. And, right, and and, exactly. and 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 accepting new ways of doing things, and I'm just like, but your whole movie was trying to explain and tie these things back to the Bible. When it, there's nothing wrong with you know embracing traditions from one, you know, one group of people, and then tying them in afterwards into your religion. There's nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> no, there's not, but to them it is, and that's that's the whole problem yeah. is that they're so focused on biblical literalism, well not even literalism, just uh having everything because obviously none of this is literal. But uh but um 
Yeah, but making everything go back to the Bible or at least the original uh, founders of the religions or their or their first um, followers. And uh, <clears throat> and I noticed this before. Again, it's like it's just because it, again, it's like it's almost like they're going out of their way to like be as intolerant of other people as possible because in actuality i actually think this was like one of the better things that the early christians did when they when they actually went out out of like israel palestine mm. into like other parts of the world because they're like hey you know this, this mm. might actually help ease these people into christianity yeah. If we adapt some of these practices and we just sort of give them new meaning to me, that actually shows like at least some element of tolerance instead of just being like, no, like we're just going to get rid of all of your traditions. Yeah. And now you, but like Kirk Cameron's like, no, that's bad. So we have to like make it out like all of this really hmm. secretly originates from the Bible, but you got to like have like the secret code to interpret it in a, such a weird way. It's like. It's it, just, it, again, like it's like he's conflicted yeah. by his own beliefs, which doesn't. It's what know. it sounds like. Yeah. It does. Because he wants again. He mm -hmm. wants to have his Christmas turkey and eat it too, and he's pulling a Christmas hamstring by doing so. Yep, I'm going. <laughs> I'm, I'm going all in on the dad jokes here. <laughs> um, right, I think the name of your next album should be "Pulling a Christmas Hamstring." It should be, and the band's going to be called Christian and Kirk in the car, yeah, uh, or, or whatever. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, uh, <laughs> Well, so, that's, the, that's one of their songs. Oh, geez. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, um, another thing that they he ties in. I mean, it, I don't. This is like probably later, but I I just find funny as he tries to tie the Nutcracker dolls around the that that are that are near the nativity sets yeah. to represent Herod's soldiers during the massacre <laughs> of the innocents. It's like, wait a minute, but the Nutcrackers are aren't they good guys in the Nutcracker story? Yes. Uh so it's like so wait, so Herod soldiers murdering <laughs> babies and then trying to murder Jesus are is are the good guys now. Yeah. You talk about dude. <laughs> Maybe this is the real conspiracy. Now, hear me out. Um, yeah. So we got the conspiracy theory guy talking about the New World Order and, you know, war on Christmas. What if, and again, I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm just, you know, hamstringing here. Um, Christmas <laughs> hamstringing here. Is what if Kirk Cameron this whole time has been almost like a sleeper agent who's been pretending to be a Christian, evangelical Christian, and he's seeping in all of these anti-christian ideas in order to destroy christianity from within that would be like a long con right but um or a long conservative rather and then uh um and, sorry <laughs> um, oh boy i don't know um, yeah i i doubt it um <laughs> i know it's not true um, i know <laughs> we can hope anyway so the uh, <laughs> wow um so um Anyways, um, Christian is easily convinced by all these things too, which I think is hilarious. Of course, like yeah. like no pushback at all from Christian. He's like, "Oh, I never saw it that way. I feel stupid." That's how that works. Yeah. That's how that works. Like when you're really adamant yeah. about your beliefs and you're like yeah. sulking in your car and you're just mm -hmm. like looking at all the people in the house with like just seething rage, and then someone just. By the way, Kirk, I forgot to mention this. Kirk Cameron just uninvitedly yeah. just gets in his car without even asking so that's like 
rude, but okay. And then, um, <laughs> and then just starts talking to him, and then like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like he like you know tells a story, and the guy's like, oh, oh that belief I had is now gone. I've converted over to mm-hmm. this new story that you told, but but and now I got a new problem that's instantly gonna go away once you tell me the new story, which I gotta love. I just gotta tell you. That that story about Adam, like that's got to be like the weirdest stretch I've ever heard. Oh yeah, in my me life. too. God created trees, and then the cross was made of wood, and since Adam ate fruit that he wasn't supposed to eat, the only way he could put it back was to put himself back on the tree. But since Jesus, but since Adam's the first Adam, and Jesus is the last Adam. Then Jesus has to do what Adam couldn't yeah. or wouldn't do, but again, Jesus didn't eat the fruit though. I know. So it's... even if, even if he's the last Adam, the fruit's not in his body. No. So it's... putting himself on the cross wouldn't really do anything because it's... Adam had already digested and probably shit out the fruit centuries ago. Not to be crass, but you know whatever. It's 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 a it's a big stretch, and I'm somebody who wrote a 10-page paper in college comparing the New Testament of the Bible to the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> well, And got know, an A-plus um, on it, but still. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there you go. Uh, but th- that was like the biggest story right there. That was like the most stretched one mm-hmm. out that I, like, I was like, wow. Like, and then like, he's like, yeah, the Christmas tree is, you know, the pine, because again, Pine tree makes sense because it's an everlasting tree. It 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 does its leaves never fall throughout the year. So that makes sense because you're talking about everlasting life. Yeah, that, again, that's an easy way to <laughs> to ease to ease the new to yeah. ease the pay, quote unquote pagans, which mm-hmm. you know everyone's a pagan who's not a Christian to them, I guess. But whatever to ease the non Christians who worshipped quote false gods, which you know, who are they to say who's a false god and who isn't, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, if you really, really want to get into his, his real history here, not, not the fake revisionist history that Kirk Cameron's talking about in the car that he was not invited to come into. Anyway, um, at someone else's house. And um, is. So, sorry, are like, you telling me that Kirk Cameron is much like a vampire where he has to be invited in? Or... Kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, Just checking. Yeah. And he. Uh, <laughs> And, and he, I uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought here. But like, it's like, shit, I forgot what I was saying about the pine trees. Oh yeah, and, uh, the, the oh yeah. So like, real history here, actual, yeah, like proven, like academic, like actual factual, like like history is that um, Judaism did not start off. Um, completely pure monotheistic. It was—I forgot the word for it—but it's, it's, it's a, it's like a sort of middle ground between polytheism and monotheism. Where, like, yeah. for example, when when they when they always referred to God as the Most High God, mm-hmm. they meant that literally at that time. So they believed they believed that other gods existed, but that their God was the quote Most High God. Yeah, which meant that. If there ever was like a competition between the gods, he would win. But they still believed those other gods existed. They just didn't worship them or like them. 
Yeah. So if you want to get into real history, that's real biblical history right there. But in, no matter. Um, well, I mean, there, there, there is there is there is a um, a uh, belief like that even in modern Christianity with the idea of Satan, because right, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he's considered to be a archangel who they don't worship, but also people that that they believe worship him or that do consider him a god. So. It's, and yeah, called the Lord of this world, I think, in the mm-hmm. Bible, actually. So, so Satan is the Lord of this world, and God's the Lord of everyone, including the Lord of this world. It gets all confusing. Uh, yeah. And <clears throat> but but that brings but, up that brings up one of the next points here in this movie. Oh God, yes, yes. Um, yes. So give it to me, yes. Christian, going <laughs> off on his little thing. He talks about the fact that. Santa is an anagram for Satan, because you switch the words letters around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. And um, you know, you know what an anagram for God is? Is a dog, I guess. Yeah. I so that, that doesn't mean anything. I'm just Ag- saying <laughs> it makes as Agga, much sense. So. Dog or Adga or Agdi yeah. or Adga. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which of course, God itself is actually a German word, but anyway, that's a whole other thing. But um, what do you call it? A dyslexic agnostic. I don't know what. It's someone who's not sure whether there is or is not a dog. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's, that's so, a, uh, that's a Christian dad joke. Um, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> I, pulled, uh, I, I pulled a I pulled a Christmas hamstring. Anyway, so yeah. the um. <laughs> So so so. Anyways, he he's trying to basically say, you know, what's up with Santa? Like, why why are people like basically worshiping Santa instead of Jesus? You know, now or whatever. And um, nobody does. Nobody worships Santa. No. And uh, um, so then Kirk has to tell the story of Saint Nicholas. Yeah. Um, which includes this reenactment where we have Uncle Bill, who was playing Santa at the party, playing. St. Nicholas, and then we have, like, other people from the party, like the, the two conspiracy theorist guys playing other people at the Council of Nicaea. Um, Which took place in a tavern? Yeah, some, he, he changed things up. He's like, he's like, we're gonna, we're gonna change this. You know, if, if we really told the story, there'd be people in robes and pointy hats, and um, but this is gonna be all, like, Lord of the Rings-like, and it wasn't Lord of the Rings-like after that moment. Um, yeah, I mean the 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 one combination that they had is it was, you know, the 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 one thing actually that this had going for it is there were more black people in the scene than um in the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was at least that historical accuracy. Yes. Uh, going mm-hmm. for once. And, and <laughs> so um, black bishops from Africa and all this shit. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, we 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 have the scene yeah. where um. St. Nicholas goes and, you know, because there was like this, um, the, the, this story supposedly like this guy who, according to Cameron was a bishop there, but he actually wasn't a bishop in real life with with another lie in the movie. But, um, anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) was spreading rumors around that, that we shouldn't, you know, worship the Jesus is a deity. He should just be another man or whatever. And which is not what Arius taught. I got screenshots about that. Anyway, yeah. Um, and so, 
another lie. Um, yeah, Marius wasn't a bishop either. So yeah, and the um... <laughs> <laughs> he was just like a preacher. Yeah, a scholar. Uh... Um, yeah. So um, he goes in. He basically beats Arius's ass. Which is like, great. So we're glorifying religious yeah. violence now, uh, in, which, in, which tracks yeah. with liberty. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, that's it's how they just... do, you know, how to solve conflicts is through violence. Yeah. Anyway, we have yeah, this one ahead. one random scene where St. Nicholas is like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger in an 80s action film or something, you know, it's just like, or, or Jean-Claude Van Damming it or something, well, you know, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> so what's interesting about this, and I'm sorry if I'm like getting too giddy about this, because oh, let's go ahead. I, this, is, this is my wheelhouse. I love, I love yeah. reading about religious history. So and I love contradicting evangelical Christians because it's like a favorite pastime of mine because they're so stupid and they contradict themselves constantly. Anyway, so he's like, so again, Arius was a Christian scholar. I, I got to emphasize that a scholar of Christianity. Yeah. Which means he's read the Bible probably multiple times over or, or mm-hmm. at least what was, was the, because, the, you know, back then they had like manuscripts and it wasn't like the full bible that we have now but he read he traveled the world to you know probably gather as as many manuscripts as he could and then studied those probably multiple times over probably memorized much of it verbatim so he can just recite it at will he studied theology you know so this is the guy who knew his stuff and he merely apparently according to cameron was bad to have a different interpretation about Jesus than some of the other people was, which yeah. made him a heretic. And that warranted St. Nicholas to viciously beat him. And then, But he, interesting, the phrase he used, which I thought, again, Kirk Cameron being a moron, the way, the moron that he is, he makes it sound, well, he, he, he makes it sound like the bad guys are the good guys, but then he uses phrases that, like, the good guys would actually do but they're actually yeah. the bad guy so so he <clears> says <throat> so the scene is saint nicholas has his cane that he carries with him which i'm guessing that's where the candy canes come from i don't know and then um actually they didn't say can, that, actually candy but, canes candy canes are supposedly um uh to mimic the shepherds that you know and oh yeah so anyways but, but we'll, we'll, that might yeah. be it and then yeah. because he, he was a shepherd and he yeah, said that he he in, he inherited a bunch of money from his parents when he died, but then he he didn't keep it for himself and he gave yeah. it away to the poor. So okay, that's cool. And but then he's like he's like all like sulky. He's like got dirt on his face, and there's like this girl like outside the barn, and and she's like, "Sir," and he's like, "Go away." And by the way, they showed this part in the beginning of the movie too, but just that part. And then which made no like, sense. It made no sense. And he's like, "He's here," and he's like, "He, he is." He's like, "Where?" He's like. In the, in the tavern, sir. He's like, grab my coat. And then, like, so Arius is, like, you know, talking to some people. And he's, like, he's charismatic. And he's, like, convincing them of his ideas. And then St. Nicholas comes. And he slams his cane on the table. And Arius is, like, so afraid because, you know, St. Nicholas is so strong and burly. And, you know. And then all he does is he just quotes the beginning of the book of John. And he's, like, in the beginning... There was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then, like, Kirk is like, Kirk Cameron's like, and he put Arius to shame. But not only that, he smited him on his cheek. And it's like, wait a minute, but Jesus Mm -hmm. says, if someone smites you on the cheek, turn the other cheek. Exactly. So 
Arius is now the good guy in the story because he's not fighting back, but then you're portraying him as and, the bad guy in the story, and Nicholas is the good guy. And, like, and, you, and you're portraying people. Nicholas as going like all like medieval on his ass, you know, but like, like um, berserk. But is, like, but but he's not. But all he did yeah. was all he did was slap him, and um, even so, that's that's against, still not good. You know, and and yeah, it's interesting it's that the guy that plays Arius is also the guy that plays the uh, conspiracy theorist. See, I thought he, I, it looked like it was yeah. him. I couldn't so tell. So it, but... it's interesting that they cast the same character as a conspiracy theorist and a suppo- supposed conspiracy theorist from back then, you know? So, the heretic back then. Yeah, so it's so, interesting yeah the they're, they're kind of playing... trying to tie the two into each other, and which I, I guess is actually kind of clever on their part. Um, it was a little... Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll give him that much. Yeah. But what's interesting about that, though, is that he... And then Kirk Cameron also says... These were devastating. No, these were desperate times where truth was on the line, and um, they couldn't um, like be polite in the name of political correctness. So, vi- savagely beating someone who disagrees with you means that you're not submitting to well, political correctness. They're well, just, you know, they're just basically implying that because of modern times too. They feel like that that should be done. So, yeah. well, that's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. They're they're glor- they're 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 basically saying if you're Christian. You should kill or beat people who disagree with you. Mm-hmm. That's what the movie's saying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so that's great. And so I was wondering at first, I was like, why is Liberty University signing off on this unorthodox interpretation? I'm like, well, that's why. It's because they're yeah. saying kill and beat non Christians or, or, or heretics. So it, it tracks. But anyway, yeah, so here's well, Arius. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, you go ahead. I, just want, I want to talk a little bit about Arius here, not, not a whole lot, but yeah, um, go ahead. Uh, because. So they they totally um uh for one thing, most of the teachings of Arius actually are more in line with what Jesus himself actually said in the Bible, not what Paul or other people said about Jesus, but that's a whole other matter. Yeah. Um, because there's multiple quotes from the Bible itself where Jesus actually specifically says that the Father is greater than I. Mm-hmm. Well, mm, okay. Uh so if that's the case, then why is it wrong for Arius to essentially teach the same thing? But that's okay, a whole other matter. But um, so it says here in the Arian view, God the Father is a deity and is divine, and the Son of God is not a deity but divine. So Kirk Cameron was saying that oh he he just wants to turn Jesus into a mere mortal man. Well, that's not what it says. Uh, it says I the Lord quote am deity alone. That's from Isaiah. Um, chapter 49, um, verse 9, it says, God the Father sent Jesus to earth for salvation of mankind. Uh, Oasia is essence or being in Eastern Christianity and is the aspect of God that is completely incomprehensible to mankind and human perception. It is all that subsists by itself and which has not its being in another. God the Father and God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all being uncreated according to the teaching of arius the pre-existent logos or the word yeah and thus the incarnate jesus christ was a begotten being only the son was directly begotten by god the father before ages but was of a distinct though similar essence or substance from the creator his opponents argued that this would make jesus less than god which jesus himself said that he was anyway uh and that this was heretical uh, much of the distinction between the differing factions was over the phrasing that Christ expressed in the New Testament 
to express submission to God the Father. So they're saying that. And the the theological term for this submission is kenosis. This equanimical council declared that Jesus Christ was true God, co-eternal and consubstantial, i.e. of the same substance with God the Father. So basically, I have a bunch of screenshots. But basically, Arius uh, it said that Jesus is the Savior, uh, that you know that salvation comes through Jesus Christ. Yeah, and he merely said that Jesus is just not God Himself. But that apparently was just such a controversial thing that they made it out like he. And plus, too, so interesting enough, a lot of so most of Arius's writings don't exist anymore, conveniently because they probably burned them or destroyed yeah. them in other fashion. So most of what we get about Arius's teachings are people who were opposed to Arius talking about his teachings. Well, hmm. So I've read lots of Baha'i books, and I've read uh, lots of books written by people who are against Baha'is. Who do you think I'm going to trust on the actual Baha'i teachings? Uh, books written by Baha'is, by Baha'is, or books written by the Baha'i founders, or books written by detractors of the Baha'i faith? I mean, come no, on. No, or any what, what you need matter. is uh, what you need is to go sit in your car and wait for Kirk Cameron to come. And wait, you you gotta, yeah, you got to wait for <laughs> Kirk Cameron. And uh, and here's one quote from Arius. I swear to God, it's just the last yeah. one. Um, it says uh, a letter from Arius to the Arian uh, Eusebius. I'm not sure what that means. States the core beliefs of the Arians, or and by Arian we don't mean like yeah. Arian race. Um, it says some of them say <clears throat> that the sun is an eructation I'm not sure what that means others that he is a production others that he is also unbegotten these are impieties to which we cannot listen so even he is saying the other people are heretics so yeah. they're calling him a heretic he's calling them heretics which is which tracks mm-hmm. uh, these are impieties to which we cannot listen even though the heretics threaten us with a thousand um, deaths or murders but we say and believe and have taught and do teach that the son is not unbegotten nor in any way part of the unbegotten and that he does not derive his subsistence from any matter but that by his own will and counsel he has subsisted before time and before ages as perfect as god only begotten and unchangeable and that before he was begotten or created or purposed or established, he was not, for he was not unbegotten. We are persecuted because we say that the Son has a beginning, but that God is without beginning. So literally the only difference between Arius yeah. and the other Christian, what became the main creed, is that he was saying that Jesus at one point did not exist and that he was created. But once he was created, he was effectively like God. And that was like the biggest controversy of all time. But again, this is how these people think. Any so that's why they use like, that quote specifically that uh, that St. Nicholas says in the movie. Yeah, but again, it's just like, what difference does it make? Like, just from a utilitarian perspective to say... Well, it's, it's, it's the same thing. Jesus was create. What's that? It's, it's the same, it's the same argument for the whole, the whole like Christmas tree and everything too, that they're having here, because it's like, it, it, things couldn't have been just created at one point. They have to have always existed. But it makes no difference as far yeah. as, again, like, yeah, I understand what you're saying and what they're saying, but yeah. again, 
Just from a utilitarian perspective, it makes no difference because if oh, yeah. Jesus is your salvation and that's where your salvation comes from, what difference does it make if at one point in time he did not exist and that God created him? And then it's like you're you're still getting the same effects, if you will, or like whatever. Like it doesn't matter from any perspective other than just again, like being so pure doc- doctrinally that you have to have everything perfect it doesn't make any actual material difference to say oh god actually created jesus and then after that point in time um he you know basically became god on earth uh, i mean whatever no, but, it's, uh, it's, apparently the kirk cameron that was enough to get savagely beaten by santa claus so, so i mean know. Tr- truth is more like this movie as opposed to citizen kane one is kind of perfect <laughs> <laughs> and one is this. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all I yeah. got to say about Arius. Um, but uh... mm-hmm. so, back to the movie here. We've got um, after this, you know, and and Christian finds out that Santa is, you know, kick ass. Um, he uh, <laughs> he's reassured that you know Christmas is cool and all, and so he uh, returns to the party. He does like a belly flop into the presence, and then later on, he he goes to talk to his wife and apologize, um, for being whatever you know for having feelings, um, <laughs> exactly for for not liking uh, yeah, material yeah. this Christmas, uh, yeah. And then what does she say to him? It's like it's like I, I got something else for you, and and she's like something like, "What do you got for me, Big Papa?" Uh, which yeah. was the most awkward line I have ever heard in a film like, in my life. I was like, is this movie going to into like a pornography film? That's what like... I was thinking at that. And then he's like, <laughs> and then he's like, his his gift to her was that he organized a hip hop dance to symbolize his love of Christmas. But how do they do this? Because he came straight out of the car. Exactly. Where did and, he do it? And like, how did he get the the time to make calls and to or <laughs> okay? Uh, did did they go off and rehearse like, you know? in time past and this isn't i don't know but anyways they they maybe they... kirk cameron's got a time machine and was able yeah. <laughs> maybe that's how he knows all these stories because he was there oh yeah during, so know. i trust him then um yeah anyway so <laughs> maybe maybe he uh, see, see the thing is is like you know back when he was popular also family ties was also popular so maybe he was hanging out with 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 Michael J. Fox, and then he got him into the DeLorean, and then he time trout. I uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so um the uh, <laughs> yeah it makes sense. Yeah, it makes complete makes as much sense as anything in this movie. But right. so um, <laughs> go, we 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 get this break dance scene which lasts like over four minutes. It was ridiculously long. Um, yeah, and then um, so then at that ends, and Cameron tells everyone. It's time to feast. And then he suggests that the audience organize the best dinner possible for Christmas. But to not forget that it's a celebration of God. So we're supposed to like eat with mm-hmm. the characters in the movie. Yeah, I guess so. That's like a weird, like, like almost like a, mm-hmm. like a watch party before that, that was even like a thing. Um, but you're not actually doing a watch party because yeah. they're characters in the movie, not not like your friends or whatever. But um, 
Okay, so but wait a minute. If they all saw this in the movie theater, were they supposed to like take like turkey legs in the theater and eat it? No, I don't. No. I don't think they meant like right then. I think they meant go oh, home okay. and eat. Yeah, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be you know weird. But but... So then, then, then we have like weird like outtakes, and then we have a a, a freestyle rap at the end. Oh my god! For like nine minutes. Yeah, nine minutes. Okay, Marvel movies don't even have nine minute long. Um, hmm. Yeah, don't give them any ideas to make this a cinematic universe here. Oh um, god, the Kirk Cameron cinematic the saving Christmas cinematic universe. Like saving Easter is gonna be this next one. And um <laughs> that's the weird thing too. Okay, about that though. <laughs> so that's huh? that's a a Christian should have actually made that point, but again, they weren't clever enough to yeah. do this. But like in actuality, Easter is actually the more important Christian holiday from the religious perspective because that's when Jesus died on the cross and supposedly saved all mankind's sins. But the most popular holiday is his birth. It's, like, weird, you know, but whatever. Um, He could have made that point because, like, nobody gives, like, hardly anyone gives Easter presents. I mean, maybe candy and stuff, but, like, it's not like a... I got to go Easter shopping a month before. So I got to make sure I got my Easter presents bought. No one says that. Um, I do. Anyway. Oh, wait, well, no, okay. No. <laughs> but no, the, um, so, so, so before, before we wrap things up here, um, <laughs> because we're, we're running kind of late here, but yeah, here's, we are. Here, here, uh, here, here's a couple trivia things here for this movie. So shortly after the film's release, it was, it, it was, you know, it, it had a zero rating on um, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it it still currently has a zero rating. It was the it was voted the worst movie on IMDb. Um, but anyways, Kirk Cameron went online, and he and he said he said this sent out a message to his fans. He says, "If two thousand of you, out of out of the two million on this page, take." A minute to rate Saving Christmas, it will give the film a huge boost, and more will see it as a result. So basically, he was trying to juice the numbers. Ah, interesting. So that's like, and, kind and, of and like it still the, did nothing. And that's well, that's that's my point from earlier, though, is mm-hmm. like how the reason why they made their money back is because all the people who saw the movie were probably evangelical Christians to make sure that the movie made a profit. So, which that's not cheating necessarily, but that's kind of what, you know, what you're doing is like, you're trying to, you know, then, which again, that's, there's nothing like illegal about that. But, um, and then he went, he went on to, uh, blame the negative reaction on haters, pagans, and atheists. See, there it is. Yeah. The pagans. So yeah. So if you don't like and, this shitty movie, yeah. uh, that is just like a total piece of crap. And then he uh, claimed that there was an atheist conspiracy to uh, <laughs> ruin the film that was allegedly hatched on Reddit. Oh, okay. Yeah. What a fucking, I hate this guy. I, I, I almost, no, I'm not going to say it, but uh, <laughs> I want to get in trouble. Yeah. But, um, so his, so... His, his explanation as to why the wise men gave frankincense and myrrh is not supported by historians or religious scholars. The most common yeah. explanation is that they were valuable at the time and place. Well, that's the thing. Liberty University, though, doesn't care about history. Because to them, no. To them, the the academic study of religion is is bad because it's run by non Christians or secularists, which 
is not even true because some 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 of these scholars are actually Christians themselves. But whatever, they they don't call them Bible believing Christians. That's one of their phrases. Is when they say Bible, we are Bible believing Christians. What they mean is that other Christians are not Bible believing Christians. And what they mean by that is that they just don't believe in their same interpretation. Exactly. So that's what they. So you know, these mm-hmm. are code words that they use, and uh, and they're not very clever, but they think they're clever because they're stupid. But anyway, um, so uh, I did write a little bit thing here too, because that that kind of that sorry that set me off. There. No, no, go ahead. I'm atheists and pagans, because nobody liked this shitty movie. You know, uh, it's like no, it's because your movie sucks. I'm sorry to say. Actually, I'm not sorry to say, but uh, it's it's just bad. Just get over it. You have you've been a hack since you left Growing Pains like thirty. Mm-hmm two years ago or however long it was you've been in like there was another movie i saw of him that was so terrible and it wasn't the christian movie but it was like he was like some like about some like kid who was like a hacker who called himself like viper or something like that and it was just like a week i don't even remember it but it was like yeah. a week, it was one of those <laughs> low budget shitty movies that that's all he could do anymore because he wasn't popular anymore but anyway um and then so, you know, you want to talk about, you know, this Christian, this conservative Christian persecution complex they got. So I did some, I did some research history, modern history, um, stuff that I kind of forgot about because it's like 10 years old or whatever. But I remember distinctly 10, well, maybe more like 12 or actually maybe even like 14 years ago, actually, how conservative Christians made a huge deal about how in Dearborn, Michigan, which is a majority Muslim population, got to repeat that, majority of people who live there are Muslims, um, that they were playing the Muslim call to prayer um, from a speaker at one of the local mosques and how they were like saying this is the downfall of Western Christian civilization because they're, you know, Muslims are forcing their religious beliefs onto other people, even though the majority of people who live in Dearborn are Muslims. And I was and I was like, well, wait a minute. I live close to a Lutheran church and they do a church bell every single hour. And one could say, well, that's just because they're telling time. Really? Most of us have cell phones or at at the very least watches that can tell us the time. We don't need a church bell to tell us what the time is. And historically, the church bell was used, among other things, as well as if like invaders came, they would use the bell to let people know, oh shit, we're being invaded. But like, um, it was used to tell, let Christians know that it was time to pray because before modern times, uh, church wasn't just like a Sunday morning affair. It was like multiple times a day you would pray and especially Catholics, which was called Vespers. So the bell was like letting people know like oh it's time to stop working for like you know 15 minutes or whatever to say our prayers you know so technically when a church bell rings you can make the argument that oh well while they might not be using that to tell people it's time to pray anymore historically that is what it was used for so technically christians are forcing their religious beliefs onto non-christians but that's okay because again you know it's not about freedom it's not about you know Christians being persecuted. It's in their minds when they when they when they when they say persecution, what they really mean is other people exist that are not Christians, and we don't like them. Yeah, that's what it means. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm just I'm not being political. I'm just that's yeah. factual. That's what they believe. Mm-hmm. And if you get them, if you actually talk to them and they're honest with you without cameras, 
they will tell you that's actually what they mean by that. They're yeah. like, yes, we don't want Muslims. We don't want to share holidays, which is weird because Christmas, again, because Kirk Cameron contradicts his, whole, his, his movie the entire way through. He's all Christmas is all about sharing and being more generous and compassionate to people, which is why we shouldn't share this this time with other religious holidays so that they can they can do their holidays too. Wait, but I thought it was about sharing. Or we shouldn't help, you know, other mis you know, less fortunate people. We should <clears throat> just have a big feast in our in our house that has two huge refrigerators. Exactly. Yeah. So as <laughs> as usual with conservative Christians, especially the Kirk Cameron uh likes, what they mean by a quote war on Christmas is is that they don't like the fact that other people exist and have to share their holiday time with others. God forbid that a holiday that is all about sharing would have to uh, share time with others. Talk about being the Scrooge or Grinch. Yeah. Just, just saying. Uh, sorry, this movie triggered me in so many ways. It's okay. Um, well, we, 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 we it's so stupid. And yeah, I was going to say, we, we have a podcast that's longer than the movie. And um, <laughs> well, the movie itself is only forty-five minutes long. If you actually take away <laughs> the random scenes that have nothing to do with it, <laughs> but so, anyways, um, hopefully the next episode we'll find a um less controversial Christmas film to talk about that uh we still will. S- still is um you know enjoyable to watch, and 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 we well, and, and we will love as much as uh, Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. <laughs> Well, I, pretty, I hope we'll love it more than <laughs> than than the Kirk Cameron saving yeah, Christmas. Kirk Cameron saving Christmas, the birdemic of Christmas movies. The, the birdemic. <laughs> why? But yeah, what, the the tagline. Why? Why did? Uh, why did the pagans attacked? Uh, or something like that. Or yes. Whatever. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh man. Anyways, um, I think we should wrap things up here. And, yeah. Um, um, Ramp it up. Yeah, Christmas make sure you check us out on all of our social media that we have at this moment. And um, <laughs> be kind to each other. You know, actually yeah. be kind to each other. And, yeah, for um, real. Yeah, and, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, share the show with your friends. Um, that's a good gift you can give this holiday season. Not the movie. Not yeah. the movie. No, Don't not share the movie. Me. Just share share this share this episode. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. A la, a yeah. la. Yeah. And um, oops. <laughs> um, the... <laughs> and, and uh, remember that I love you, and Sesame loves you, and until yes. next time, folks. Um, Merry Christmas bye-bye. and bye bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to All Too Real Two Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're gonna get 180 pages of entertainment 
action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 